Welcome to Changing Your World with Creflo and Taffy Dollar. We believe that when people understand grace, they will be empowered to change their lives and all those with whom they come in contact. Now, listen to the life-changing gospel of grace. To you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 27 through 30. Now, we've been talking about how to rightly divide the word of truth. And one of the things that I've continued to, to share with you is the fact that if you can rightly divide the word of truth, then what happens when you wrongly divide the word of truth? If you can rightly divide the word of truth and you hear that uh, rightly divided, then, you know, the benefits, of course, will be there. But if you wrongly divide the word of truth and it is preached wrongly divided, then how many of you know there'll be some negative consequences that come as a result of that? And so just for a little review, we talked about the guidelines that as Christian people, we need to know in order to interpret the Bible right. Number one, let scripture interpret scripture. That's what we'll spend some time with tonight. Number two, read the context, read the full context. Number three, read the meaning out of the scripture and don't read into the scripture. In other words, when you read into the scripture, you make it more than what it is. You, you add extra meaning. And so when you read the scripture, don't read into it and, and start adding things that are not there. Number four, be consistent to select type of interpretation throughout the scripture. For example, uh, if a lamb is a type of redemption in the first part of the Bible, then it has to be the same in the, in the other parts of the Bible as well, the last parts of the Bible. Be consistent with that. Number five, we said that two or three witnesses are necessary to make a doctrine. You cannot make a doctrine from one scripture. <laughs> Number six, we said to study uh, to whom a scripture is written, study to whom the scripture is written to, and what time it is written about. Who was it written to and what time was it written about? And then finally, we talked a little bit about number seven, take notice how the finished works of Jesus affects the way we interpret the whole scripture. And we're doing a series on, on Sunday about the finished works of Jesus and how the requirements are different after the cross than they were before the cross. Now, what we're doing now is we're continuing to entertain those four questions that you ask when you're interpreting scripture. The first question which we've dealt with is who is speaking? And then we talked about the second question, to whom is it spoken to? And we found there that the, the scriptures tell you who they're talking to. And then tonight we're going to talk about what it is, what it, what it is spoken about. What is it spoken about? What is spoken? Now, I want to start this off tonight by asking you this, this question. Have you ever experienced something where you'll say something and somebody takes it out of context? You know, for example, you may be around uh, someone, some friends, and you're talking about um, different kind of cookies. And you make a statement, you say, well, I don't really like chocolate chip cookies. And then the next time, you know, they're talking to somebody, they say, well, you know, they said they don't like cookies. 
No, you didn't say you didn't like cookies. You said you didn't like chocolate chip cookies, but you said it within the context of everybody talking about cookies and that they like cookies, but there were certain types of cookies you didn't like. Well, now, if, if that would probably irritate you a little bit, I wonder how God feels being presented as having all kinds of views and actions that are not him at all. And so it's important now for us to make sure we're not taking things out of context. Context is king. Context is king. It is key to understanding scripture. You, you, you start dealing with certain Christians and they want to just start talking to you from one scripture and they want to just not even talk about the context. Do you know that is so dangerous? You know, you can say things like the, you know, we talked last week, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And you don't ask any of the questions. Who said that? Job said that. Who was he saying that to? He was saying it to his friends. What was the condition? He was pretty confused about some stuff. God didn't say that. So you can't take that one scripture and make it the doctrine that says every time you lose something, God took it. You follow what I'm saying? Because in fact, the New Testament says that the gifts and callings of God are given without change or given without repentance. And so you have people using that type of out of context uh, teaching and they'll go around and say, well, you know, I, I was anointed to do this, but I hadn't used it in a long time, so God probably took it away from it. No, he didn't. And where you get that from? And so we've got to pay attention. I don't want God to continue to feel like, you know, I don't represent a lot of that stuff that those people are talking, all right? So we have to use context to understand some things in the, in the Word of God. So what I want to do tonight is I want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and I want to talk about the Holy Communion because if there's one issue in the Bible that's really been taken out of context, and some of you are going to smile when you hear some of this stuff, it is this issue surrounding the Holy Communion. Um, so after we know who spoke and to whom it was spoken, we are now ready to study what it is spoken about. Actually, what in context is it talking about? It's important that we don't make our own interpretation, but let scripture interpret scripture. Say that out loud. Let scripture interpret scripture. Say it again. Let scripture interpret scripture. That's very important. And the first place we look for the interpretation is in the context itself. So if I want to interpret a scripture, context is king. Context will, will be, within the context, you will find the definition of what that particular scripture means. You'll find the interpretation of that, of that scripture. And so uh, it's either, of course, the immediate scripture or, or the immediate context or the bigger context, either one of them that'll show you. And what I mean by that, either you go up about four or five scriptures or you read the entire letter, whatever it takes to get the meaning of what's going on here. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27, and let's read verse 27 through 30. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 27 through 30. Now, this is, this is, this is an excellent example of really driving this point home tonight. 
Verse 27 says, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Verse 28. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. 29. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Now, if we don't interpret this properly, this could be a pretty scary act to get involved in. Because later on, you'll, you'll see scriptures that says, many die early deaths and all that kind of stuff. And, 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 and we have got to settle this thing. So the first thing we need to, to do is when we read this, is we need to understand what he is talking about when he says unworthy manner. Because all these things happen when you do this in an unworthy manner. Now, let's, let's talk about some of the things that we have gotten, religiously speaking, from these three verses I just read. Verse 27 says, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat the bread and drink the cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Now, what have we interpreted that? What have we said? We have said, if you take communion unworthily, and immediately we define unworthy as sin. If you drink the communion and you have sin in your life, is that right? If you drink the communion unworthily, which religion has said having sin in your life, then you are guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Well, who wants to even take that chance? And so what happens is, what happens is when, when people take communion, they, they go to confessing all their sins. But now, here's the deal. I'm going to confess all the sins so I won't get in trouble. What if you forget to confess some? While you're confessing all your sins, maybe you forgot two or three. All right? And, and, and so now you're thinking, I'm still going to get in trouble. Well, look what he said in verse 28. But let a man examine himself, so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. That's where that came from. Well, unworthily, I got sin in my life, so let me examine myself so I can take care of the sin and then I can take communion. And you wonder why a lot of times people don't take communion on Sundays because they think, well, you know, didn't have a good night last night, didn't have a good week this past week, uh, keep the communion out of my hands, don't want to die. <laughs> All right? And then in verse 29, he says, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the body of Christ. Who wants to eat damnation to himself? And so all of a sudden, this becomes a, uh, 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 an act that people wonder, I don't think I want to do this because I don't qualify at the time. I don't feel like I'm deserving at the time. Um, there may be some things in my life that hadn't been cleared up at the time. I'm unworthy and I feel unworthy at the time. He's live. God getting ready to turn some things around in your life. Sometimes direct. How many believers do I have in here right now? And always anointed. 
Creflo Dollar, streaming live from Atlanta and New York City, Saturdays at 6 p.m., Sundays at 10 a.m., and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Stay connected. No matter where you are in the world, Creflo Dollar's just a click away. Catch him live three times a week at CreflodollarMinistries.org. This concludes today's message. Thank you for supporting Creflo Dollar Ministries as we blanket the world with the gospel of grace. Ministry resources such as books, CDs, or DVDs are available by calling us at 1-866-477-7683 or by logging on to CreflodollarMinistries.org. Also, join us every Sunday morning at World Changers Church, Boston, Massachusetts for a powerful worship experience and life-changing teaching from Senior Pastors Creflo and Taffy Dollar. Service is held at the Holiday Inn, located at 69 Boston Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02125, in the South Bay Shopping Center behind Best Buy. Doors open at 9.30 a.m. and service begins at 10 a.m. For more information, contact the church at 617-297-7212. We believe that when people believe right, they will begin to live right and experience success in every area of their lives.